If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello once again, this is Heather Bayer. This is episode number 63 of Vacation Rental Success. And I have just come back from the from Great Exuma in the Bahamas. If you didn't already know, if you hadn't listened to my previous podcast, then uh, uh, then you might not have known that that's where I've been for the past two weeks. And what a great time it was. Now, as my, my elder son says, he said, Mum, most people come back from vacation with a silly hat, a bottle of rubbish wine, and one or two other minor souvenirs. I do it slightly differently. I came back with a quarter acre of property on Great Exuma. Um, well, not quite. You know, we've uh, we've got the purchase process to go through. But uh, but yes, we've um, we decided while we we're away that uh, it was time to bite the bullet and buy the piece of land that we've actually been thinking about for over a year now. You know, this is not a new uh, new idea. Last year when we were in Exuma. Uh, we stayed at a wonderful property uh, called the Vine House, and and I wrote, I did a lot of writing about it. And right next door to that property, there was some land for sale. And of course, like anybody, you know, you're on vacation and you start thinking that I could, you know, I could really do this. And you know, in fact, I did that way, way back in 1998, which was when I bought my first property in um, in Ontario. We'd come across on a vacation. We stayed in a rental property. We were sitting on a rock one night thinking, this is great. We could actually be cottage owners in Ontario. And uh, and we actually went back and did it. And, and that's really what started my journey in vacation rentals. So this wasn't really an impulse decision to uh, to put an offer in on this quarter acre of fabulous waterfront you know we'd um we got to thinking that we already have two properties that we rent in Ontario and that's Osprey Cottage and Kingfisher Cottage and they're about uh, 15 uh, 15 minutes apart actually within walking distance of my house but for a number of reasons I don't do the property management myself I have a caretaker I have a cleaner I have various other service providers who do all the maintenance and management of the two properties. And they have they have served us really, really well over the past um, eight years since I've had Osprey and three years since, since we got the Kingfisher Cottage. And they are extremely good rental properties. And, and we get a very good income from them that certainly do pay the mortgage, pay all the expenses and and leave a little bit left over that we've, we've really been using for renovations and additions to the property. But when we really started to think about it, and this was after we'd been to Exuma last year, we, we realised that if we were to consolidate that into one property, because currently we're paying two lots of cleaning, two lots of um, landscaping fees, two lots of insurance, 
two um, prop two lots of property taxes. I mean everything just about is doubled up. The high the electricity, the satellite TV, the internet. We are paying twice because we have two properties. And when we added up the joint income from those properties, it actually comes out to be what we're estimating to be a little bit less than what we can make from one property in Exuma. That is going to rent a lot more than just the two months of the year where we can guarantee rental here in Ontario. Now, that's not to say we don't get much greater occupancy in the cottages at the moment, but it, it it's... It's very much hit or miss. It, uh, trying to get anybody out of Toronto to go to a cottage property after Labor Day or, uh, or before the schools uh, closed down for the vacations in June is, is quite a tough job. So, you know, it was pretty much a no-brainer. And we're very, very excited. So now all we have to do is to put the two cottages uh, up for sale, which I'm going to be doing over the next uh, week or two. Now, Osprey Cottage is in fact booked fully from the middle of June right the way through to halfway through September. And we'll probably get a lot more bookings in there. And Kingfisher is closely catching up. So we're selling them as a business. You know, this is a going rental business. The majority of the of the guests in Osprey Cottage are repeats. They come every year. So we're not just selling the properties. We're selling this, this goodwill, the business that goes with it, because these people are going to continue to come back to the cottage. Because although, you know, I may say so myself, I'm a pretty good owner, uh, I can certainly um, coach anybody that comes along to buy these these cottages into what they need to do to maintain that consistent income from these repeat guests. I actually have one couple that come four or five times every single year. They come once in the summer for a week, once in September for a week, and then several other weekends. And they've been doing this for years. So for most of these, I don't expect that repeat business to dry up at all. And in fact, as each year we get new guests, in fact, Osprey has been going a lot longer than Kingfisher, we get new guests that we have to turn away from Osprey. They go to Kingfisher instead, and they're becoming repeat guests there. So I think it's going to be a pretty darn good business to sell. So anybody out there, if you're interested in buying our Clearwater Cottages business, which has two excellent rental properties within it, then um, let me know. Email me at heather at cottageblogger.com and um, we can start some dialogue. So getting back to Exuma, um, this is going to be a a long project because, you know, we bought a piece of land. So we're now going to build a property on it. And uh, I've never done this before. I've I've always bought turnkey properties in the past. And now I'm going to be um, building something from scratch. And that's, it, it is so, so much fun. So much fun. We're working with an amazing realtor in Great Exuma. Um, and he was recommended by our uh, by the owners. In fact, his company was recommended by the owners of the property we stayed in last year. 
And I'm so delighted to be working with John. He's He understands the rental business because uh, his company manages a number of properties uh, on the island. And, um, you know, so he's very familiar with the the rental market, the, you know, the sorts of um, drawbacks we may be facing and uh, and anything else that, uh, that, that goes with um, building and then running a rental property in that part of the world. And I've, um, I titled this episode, Does It Sell More Chickens? Because I started to have this uh, conversation with John. We, you know, we bought buying the land and the uh, John's company is run by um, himself and his business partner, um, Peter Whitehead. Um, and Peter is a, um, a building contractor, a very um, exceptionally good building contractor. We went and had a look at some of the uh, some of the properties that are being built uh, on the island by his company were so impressed with them. So we started discussing, you know, custom design and how we wanted the land to look and the landscaping and all really, really exciting stuff. And and I was I brought up the fact that the Vine House had uh, had a pool and it had an infinity pool. And while we were there last year, the weather wasn't the greatest, and Mike and Andrea were there with. Aria, who was 18 months at the time. And um, there is no beach at this location, so it was really nice to, to have the pool for um, for the baby. But John, I, I, I'm not saying he's, he, he discouraged me from the pool, but uh, he really got me to think about whether this was something that we, we really wanted. It's no cheap option. And, and it reminded me of a post that I did a long time ago called Does It Sell More Chickens? And... So this does it sell more chickens phrase came from a way, way back when I first started out in the vacation rental business. And we were helped on the way by a very savvy business mentor, a guy called Jeremy Smith, who sadly uh, passed away a few years ago. Uh, Jeremy got us to see what we were doing from a very pragmatic viewpoint. And I have to say, if I had a dollar for every time he said, does it sell more chickens? in response to one of my inspired ideas and, you know, may, maybe be buying more than one piece of land. But anyway, his view was that if we we're taking anything seriously as a business venture and not as a hobby, then we had to evaluate the addition of every feature and facility from a strictly business perspective. And by that, he meant if a new purchase didn't have a positive impact on the bottom line, then it should be delegated to lower priority or just ditched altogether. And he was looking at, he, he got us looking at d- different aspects of any purchasing decision. And the three main ones were, will it raise the rental rate? Will it increase bookings? And how long will it pay? Well, it was how long will it take to pay off the investment? Now, I'm not talking here about the essential purchases, you know, the the small appliances, the really good bed linen, the great mattresses, all those things that you must have. Um, although he did argue that spending, you know, we wanted to spend $130 on a coffee machine with a built-in grinder, where he thought that $50 would be would buy us a, a perfectly good alternative um, without a grinder. And actually buying the one with the grinder might not sell more chickens. And, you know, you think about it like that. He's absolutely right. 
having a grinder or not on your coffee machine is probably not going to make a massive impact on your guest's experience. It's a bit of a nice to have. And if you're evaluating a purchase from a viewpoint of whether it is actually going to impact your bottom line or not, that probably wouldn't do it. But we used we used the does it sell more chickens approach for hot tubs in, in all the properties that we bought in Ontario. Because early on in our buying years, we decided a hot tub would be a good investment. But given the cost, which is then over $10,000 to buy and install a good model, probably a lot more now, we had to prove it was going to be a cost-effective decision. And since the goal was to increase the out-of-season rentals, and we subsequently increased our occupancy over 60% in the low season period. It was actually an excellent decision. And, uh, and we actually, we, we, we then put a hot tub in every property that we bought here in Ontario. Um, and uh, we were happy not only because of the increased o- occupancy, but because we did the research before taking the plunge. And we were confident it was a sound investment. So we've since actually advised other owners in our property management company to do the same if they want to increase their share of winter booking activity. So now we're in a completely new phase um, with this purchase of this waterfront lot in the Bahamas. And the does it sell more chickens question has already been voiced by me really in response to, to John's um, advice and counsel about getting a swimming pool. But um, it's still wide open for discussion. And uh, I just wanted to share my, you know, the thought processes we're going through at the moment because, um, you know, it's a major addition to the budget. And John was saying probably in the region of $60,000 just to have the pool installed. And then there are very high maintenance costs in terms of chemicals and electricity charges, which would add significantly to our monthly costs um, over over the year. The other thing is, is, is we're already on the water. So essentially, we're sitting on a big pool because where we've bought the, the land, it's not in um, sort of ocean type water. It's it's in a beautiful um, it's in a beautiful bay. It's called Bahama Sound, and the the edge of our property between the edge of our property and across the water is the um, Mar- what's called Mariah Harbour and the Mariah Harbour. Um, it's a national preserve and it's absolutely beautiful. And there's a stretch of water that uh, I can't tell you how far it is, but I I have swum. I you know I, I did swim from. Um, the next door property over to the island last year. So it's not a huge distance and the water's relatively shallow and it's generally pretty calm. So you could say it's a huge swimming pool. Um, and, and do you know if it was just me buying this, I think I would probably not even be having this discussion anyway. Um, and then finally, someone needs to be on hand to deal with problems, apply chemicals and keep it in pristine condition. And, you know, I know when we were staying at the Vine House last year that uh, the weather was pretty awful. It was cool. Um, Mike and Andrea asked the caretaker if he would, if, if we could have the pool heat turned up. 
Um, he did. And I think he turned it way, way too high because it warmed up considerably. And I, I, I cr- shudder to think of the electricity that the owner of the vine house um, what their electricity bill was going to be because I think it may have been pretty high at the end of our stay. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. However, I need to weigh up all those factors against some of the ones that are veering me towards the decision that we do need a pool. Um, number one is there are a lot of people who don't like the idea of swimming in open water and for whom having a swimming pool could actually be a deal breaker. Secondly, the location's not on a beach. Um, so we need to have more attractive amenities. I mean, having said that, we've just come back from a vacation on the beach in Exuma and I, although I enjoyed walking up and down the beach, it wasn't the greatest for swimming because when the when the swell was up, it was a little bit uncomfortable. So I actually prefer the uh, the, the nature of the water on the property that we've just bought. But having a beach is a real draw for people, and and you know, that there is no denying that the photographs taken of a Caribbean beach can just about override everything. So we've got to have something that's going to make our property just as attractive as if it had the beautiful Caribbean beach. So having a pool is going to give us a competitive edge over our competition. Now, I I think with the way that the tourism market is going in Exuma, you know, that there there is plenty of room for competition, but it will certainly give us a competitive edge over other properties that uh, that are maybe not on the beach or even on the beach, but don't have a swimming pool. And and finally, uh, I'll include a picture of the pool at the Vine House because a pool can create such a stunning image, and we all know that uh, the pictures sell. So. I've got this, you know, on the one hand this and on the other hand that. And and now we're going to be moving into the research phase because we don't have to reinvent the wheel here. All the information we need is out there. It's on listings, it's on rate charts, it's on availability calendars and it's in reviews. So from those, and I'm going to spend some time on TripAdvisor, on VRBO, HomeAway, checking out all the properties that have, well, all the properties that are in the area where we're buying. And I'm going to find out what people enjoy the most. What I'll look at the reviews. I'll check out what facilities they have, create a spreadsheet to show all the different facilities and all the the rates and the availability. And we should be able to determine the viability of the project from a practical and pragmatic level rather than the emotional level of, I really like the idea of taking a dip in the pool because um, it's, it's sometimes it's quite difficult to get away from what you as an owner really, really want and and separate that out from from what is going to work for your guests. So once we've gone once we've done that we're going to determine the upfront cost plus the projected income 
and then balance that against the added value we're supplying our guests to see if it's a wise and economic move. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's a good bit of research, and uh, we're, we're not going to we're not going to really get into the design and planning of the new property until we've we've got the sale of the two cottages underway because it is the sale of those that's going to um, to carry the building cost. So there you are. That's that's what I'm talking about when I say does it sell more chickens? And you know, application of this does it sell more chickens principle doesn't take away the subjective element in wanting to create the best possible experience for our guests. But it really does get us thinking in much more depth about the economics of the purchasing decision. So this is this is where we're at at the moment. I am going to be um, documenting every single step of this journey, right the way from finding the land to um, to, to financing. And financing, of course, is a major, major issue. And I'm going to be sharing everything from our financial projections, from how we went from the two cottages in Ontario to seeing that one uh, property in a very, very different location is going to be a better economic uh, decision. Um, than than just sticking with what we've got. And the other thing is, and you know, this is from a purely selfish point of view, but also a very practical one, is that, uh, you know, I'm talking about chickens, I'm no spring one. And there's going to come a time in the, the next few years when I'm going to think about retiring a little bit more than I am now, and and certainly getting away from the Ontario winters to a greater degree. So, one of our, our biggest goals is to get this property up and running as soon as we possibly can so that uh, that we can um, rent it as much as possible over the next five to seven years, reduce our reduce any lending that we take out on it so that when I do get to that retirement stage, I will be snowbirding in Exuma. And I just can't wait. I mean, I'll, I no doubt we'll spend time there. Oh, once it's built, we'll be spending a lot of time down there when it's uh, when it's not the highest season. But I am looking forward to that day where I can say goodbye to the Ontario winter in February, early January, maybe February, and and not come back till the snow is gone. Do you know, I remember? Used to, I used to be so excited about snow. Really weird. Um. I, I just wish they'd come and take it all away. But uh, but there we are. So as I say, I'm going to be documenting every step of the way, um, right the way through the, um, the, the building process. And while we're doing that alongside, I'm going to be building the website. I'm going to be building that myself and using WordPress. And I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that over the next couple of weeks. Um, because I need to learn a lot more about developing my own WordPress website and I'm going to be um, taking some lessons. So we'll be coming back to you on that because by the time the property's built, I want it up and running and we want to leap into getting it rented out from the moment it's, uh, it's ready to go. 
So that means doing a lot of marketing and promotion way, way before um, before we have it completed. So that's going to be an interesting project too. So watch this space. Um, I, I obviously, you know, maybe I'm going to quit talking about the weather. I'm not going to start talking about the stage of the Bahama build. I have a Pinterest uh, page on, on my Pinterest board. I have uh, a new board called Bahamas Build. So if you want to take a look at the sorts of things that I'm looking at, and I've loaded up all sorts of stuff on Exuma, if you want to go and take a look at that, then please do. And I'd also love to hear from anybody else who's considering doing something similar uh, or who has done something similar, who's um, who's gone, gone along and done a build and... Um, and is now renting it out successfully. And uh, bear in mind that we are not doing any of the building ourselves. This is not something that we have any experience with or really wish to do ourselves. So we are hiring um, Peter and John's company to to do that build. So you'll be hearing a lot, of, lot more about them as well. So this is, uh, this is a relatively short episode. I will be back next, uh, next week um, talking a little bit more about this upcoming season, things that, um, that I've heard that people are doing to create amazing marketing and, um, and of course, tell you a little bit more about, um, about where we're at with the sale of the cottages. So for now, thank you so much for the listening and for being with me on this journey. I hope you will stay the course. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. See you next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.